The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, I'm Dr. Drew, and this is Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everybody, welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. We appreciate you being part of the show. I do appreciate the emails and the voice messages as well. The voice messages, of course, at 818-253-1693. And the emails at drdrewafterdark at gmail.com. Love doing this show. Love the support. So keep being a part of it. And if you have ideas for shows or people you want me to interview, uh, send the send the emails and voice messages in with some suggestions as well. Speaking of which, uh, high demand interview... <laughs> Dr. Drew After Dark, Any. Any is here. Yo. Thank you for joining me. We here. So we here. we here, and I think, again, fans of your mom's house know yes. you. Yes. And that's sort of what we're doing here. We're, we're digging into the, the bowels of our organization <laughs> and putting everybody up in front of the camera and on the mic. <laughs> Speaking of bowels, mm. that's sort of one of your primary problems, isn't that's it? That's right. what you're famous for. No shit November. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I did it. You did it. I really did it. So this was a volitional, uh, this was very much like the sober October for you, except this is yeah. a no shit November. That's true. That, that's a good way. That's no a good uh, comparison. Yeah. Um, so you chose to not uh, evacuate your bowels for a month. That's it, right. It didn't just happen to you. You, you. you. This was an exertion of willpower. Well, I was like halfway through the month, because I've been starting, ever since the show, I never paid attention to how often I go anything until you got around those guys and then they started wondering when, you, when why you didn't just we didn't shit up the bathroom the way they did I think uh I think it just came up on like when the last time was and I said I don't know so, like, so again we got we got what do you mean hold you on know? just just as is normally the discussion in the workplace when was the last time you take it down? <laughs> uh, so a lot of brown talk a lot of white talk here That's at right. YMH That's okay right. so no doubt that came up in the course of je- usual conversation at work right and what did you say the first time they asked you? Did you were you did you know there was a problem? Were you embarrassed? Was no, there... I I had no idea it was weird because I've always done that. It's, and, it's been since I was a kid. And so what did you tell them? I said I, I don't know, and they're like, "What do you mean you don't know?" And I was who was like, most Who was most upset? Definitely Christina. She, okay. she definitely her mom vibes were <laughs> pretty. Well, that's not her mom vibes. That's her your mom's house vibes. <laughs> yeah. You understand that's that true. she is preoccupied <laughs> with that stuff. She that's likes true. the brown, and so somebody who doesn't, uh, you know have similar love or appreciation <laughs> it's very very moving to her and so so christina was one of those most affected and so she started drilling in yeah yeah she she asked well how often do you usually go and i was like i don't know maybe like once every other week or so you know like it, it depends like how and she's like <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> and but i i just i didn't know because to me I, I always hear people saying you should go three times a day after. Yeah, the, the, I, the people that go three times a day actually concern me more than you. Mm. Because the people that are going three times a day are, are like preoccupied. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they tend to get a little bit weirded out if they're not going three times a day, which is ridiculous. 
So what you're saying is that I haven't gotten there yet. I'm not saying anything yet. <laughs> you got to listen carefully. Right. I'm just saying that <laughs> it's a little more concerning to me when people mm. are preoccupied like that. Okay. I'm still doing your assessment. We're going to figure out what's going on with you yet. All right. Uh, so generally speaking, when people are preoccupied and freaked out about their bowel movements, Christina's more, let's to be fair, her preoccupation is for comedic interest, to be fair. Mm-hmm. But she enjoys it so much, it gets a little unnatural and a little uncomfortable, let's be fair. <laughs> so, uh, but, but, but okay, it's, it's predominantly comedic. It's not, does she, by the way, give on how often her movements are? Did anybody I, ever I asked her? It was normal, right? I mean, she lets us know when she has diarrhea and stuff. I oh, mean, of course. This know. is the custom. That's news. Normal. It's news for it's us. N- <laughs> it's, news. <laughs> it's news. You ever had diarrhea? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, 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 and has that become just dis- it's so it's such a change? Is it, is it disturbing to you? You got to think about it. <laughs> I don't. know. You don't know for sure if yeah, you've had I, diarrhea. <laughs> it's not. I, I mean, I guess this man is not anally preoccupied. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> what an enigma you are. No, I think it's good. <laughs> I'm so far, I'm signing off. So hang on. So keep going. Um, yeah, I, I guess whenever I get food poisoning, it happens. And, and does it is it is it disturbing to you because it's such a departure from your usual? You just. That that part of your body, evacuation of that part of your body is not mm-hmm. something that is I on, just, it's I not mean, on the plate. It's no. not something you think about. No. How about urination? About is that something you have to concern yourself with? You know, like that's just when it comes when it comes, no big yeah. deal. When it comes, it comes. I, I'm signing off on all this. I like this. I, I worry that you're not taking enough bulk for that to be good for you. To to really be every other week or something is a little bit on the extreme side. Yeah. Are you constipated when it does happen? Uh what does that mean exactly again? Oh, uh, I, I, well, I, I know it, that it... <laughs> yeah, because you... That, okay. Is it hard and difficult to get out? Or does kinda. it come out pretty... Kind of. Uh, it, it, it's not... So I think it was when I was a kid. Mm. But again, I think Uh-oh. my body... I'm sliding back now. So did you, did you withhold it when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. When, when I was a kid, well, it started as an inconvenience because... Mm. <clears throat> I'll never forget this exact situation. I don't remember where we were going, but me and my mom had to go somewhere and she was like, hurry up, hurry up. I was in the bathroom going and she was like, hurry up, hurry up, we need to go. And so for me, I'm like, well, let me just pinch this off and we'll get out of here. Because you were at that point sort of not concerned with that part of your body. There was no preoccupation. Oh, I was, uh, I was too young to even... No big deal. No, uh, well, yeah. you surprised people are very young, preoccupied, mm-hmm. but go ahead. So no big deal, pinching off mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. And so for me, that meant to me that if it's in, an inconvenience, if I don't, I don't need to do it, basically. Did it's, it not it's go just, well, the pinching off procedure? No, it was fine. Fine. Yeah. But then you thought to yourself, why don't I have more control over this? No, I thought to myself, why do I ever do this? Like, Why do I ever do this? Like, if I don't need to sit on the toilet right now, why do I ever need to go? Did, did your mom in back? any way, like, humiliate you or shame you for for taking too long or anything not that i remember but it was just this is a practical issue for you Mm -hmm. like we're gonna we're gonna take care of this pragmatic problem and never do it again why make this stuff come (laughs) out of you it's just such an inconvenience because i'm not one of those people that like takes their phone in and like you know reads or whatever i just is it a long procedure when it does happen oh yeah oh Oh, yeah how long are we talking uh it's uh 15 minutes how many flushes? 20 minutes at least six six flushes yeah six flushes <laughs> excuse me excuse me excuse me <laughs> six flushes yeah. nadav comments 
Yeah, it's just it's always amazing to hear any talk about his bathroom rituals. Did you it's know? Just so alien. To Did me. you know? Well, we haven't established yet what comes out, so alien may be. <laughs> I have sort of... heard this before, and it made me laugh just as hard as the first okay, time. So I heard six, about it. six flushes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You, I, I worry. Again, I worry. You know, generally speaking, from a health standpoint, um, people that say that that lingering in your gut is somehow festering or doing bad things to you, mm -hmm. no. No, that that is all outside your body. It's a tube that's outside your body, and that tube is designed to essentially just pull the water out. Your colon, outside your body. What do you, what it's do you mean? It's a tube. Your like the, your mouth is outside your body, right? Uh huh. Mouth is not inside my body, right? It's a tube that goes through my body. Oh, yeah. Oh, ah. So colon is outside oh. your body. It's it's within. It's contained within, but the actual inside of the colon is outside the body. And so things that sit in there are in the outside world. They communicate directly with the outside world. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that colon is only designed to take out water. It's really all, really all it's designed for. And theoretically, you kind of want things to kind of move through there. Things like colon polyps and colon cancers and things like that. If things aren't, if it doesn't have, we don't know for sure, but mm -hmm. it looks like the bulk that it's working on helps it move it through and helps reduce the risk of polyps and things. So I worry about that for you. I, I would sort of say, hmm. Maybe some more bulk, maybe get it over to once a week, you know, some Metamucil or maybe a softener so it's not a 15-minute procedure. And by the way, why don't you bring in a book? You have to really concentrate? Uh, I, I think I purposely just disassociate. Like, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to be there. You, you, so, so I just pretend so, like it didn't happen. That's why I don't remember when the last one is because I just, I'm not there. So when you go to make this procedure, you're out of body? Yeah, you're out of body. <laughs> it's an out of body. Experience. It's an out of body. Experience. I mean, like you said, the colon is out of the body. And yeah, the colon <laughs> technically is outside the body, but your brain is still in your body. It's still <laughs> supposed to function. So, okay, so we're outside the body when. Yep. Nadav, thank you for this interview, by the way. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, you thank you. Thank you both. <laughs> so, I apologize. Uh, oh, God, Christina. Oh, this is the best for her. This is just, this is like, it's a good thing it's around Christmas. It's Christmas for her. <laughs> it's so good. Um, all right, so. There are some minor health concerns here. And again, the, mm. the way I kind of think about the colon is that it kind of needs something to work on. You know what I mean? And you've given it like too much where it's compacting everything. Mm. And that's not, it's not not good for the reasons people awfully, awfully often think is that there's something left behind. No, it's just kind of better for the lining of the colon when it's pushing things through. Let's just push, kind of think of it that way. But again, we're talking about optimum health versus whatever. How, how old are you now? 28, yeah, 29 so, soon. So, so you don't have to worry about those. Is there any colon cancer in your family or anything of that sort? I have no idea. So, I, I don't think so. Does everybody in your family so. dissociate when it comes to discussions about your bowels? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so you dissociate now. So yeah. let's talk about that. Is there, are there other situations in wh where you just sort of disconnect, dissociate? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably just a common thing that I do mm. kind of all the time. Yeah. Where do you think that comes from? Uh... I don't know. I, I think um, ever since I thought it might have been ever since I saw the Matrix, you know, and, and you, you get that idea of, oh, my God, this could just all be like a simulation. So the fact that we're in a simulation freaked you out, traumatized you. I don't know if it freaked me. It, it made me want to try other things. It like, like hallucinogens, it, like, you know, like hallucinogens. <laughs> or, <laughs> no, hallucinogens does do uh, increase that thought. But um, no, it made me want to try like to test it, you know, like to test fate. I guess. 
if it really like is a holding simulation, your stool in as long as possible like that that's honestly a good do you example. do other things like we you burn your hand like your g gordon liddy or something i do a lot of a lot of yeah oh. I, I do i think every habit that i have is like something that people you know hear and they're like Okay, so I'm sort Why of I'm sort of uh, admire and horrified simultaneously. That's good. So so give me give me an example of one of those. <clears throat> oh boy. Um, well, I think for the past maybe eight days, mm-hmm. I've had nothing but pizza, just pizza only, like mm. breakfast, lunch, Is this dinner. Some sort of challenge for yourself? No, no. I I just um like I tried eating healthy for a while, and it was like I don't know, maybe a couple days or so and it was just maybe it, we're it not feel... in a simulation but maybe you're a simulation hmm interesting so, so you may not be in a simulation you may be the simulation, I am the in, simulation? in the real world Jesus uh, chew on that when you're smoking smoking out tonight <laughs> so anyway so 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 what else give me that one I'm, I'm not impressed with I'm, all right I'm, I'm, uh, so not horrified hmm. you're 29 you can, 28 29 20, almost 29 mm. yeah um, it's interesting people your age are sort of minimalist and they like thinking about the simulation it's not you're not uncommon that way you're just mm. taking it to an extreme but keep going you, you don't ever burn yourself or hurt yourself try to no, see what no, you can no. tolerate or anything like that no. do you ever do like extreme activities sports or rock climbing or anything where you're dangerous activities alright and and so when you say you're kind of out of it and dissociate what are we talking about like because uh, <clears throat> I mean when when I saw when I had that thought of this could all be a simulation, my mind went to, I could be a different character. I could be a different person, mm-hmm. right? Because when I was a kid, I was like, I mean, when I was a kid, I was bad. It was big depression and all that. So it was a lot to... Why? Why? I mean, being a teenager, right? Isn't that just kind of what you go through being a teenager? Yeah, it can be. But, but I mean, it can also be reasons. I mean, if you're you're calling big depression, I mean... I had pretty big depression around 19. I had a million reasons for it. Uh, did you have stuff going on that precipitated it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it, a lot of it was a lot of it was social. Just like uh, I didn't have anywhere to fit. You yeah, know? yeah. Identity. Big. I think I think not enough is a, a made of identity formation for males, particularly mm. during their teen years. You just don't you just don't know what you are in the world. A big right? part of it was, was and you were in the simulation. Being... It must have been extra worse for you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, uh, a big part of it, I think, was was being uh, mixed, mixed growing, mixed race. Yeah, so you didn't belong. Up, you didn't get to belong anywhere. Yeah, I didn't have like a what, culture, what are, what are a you, home. What are you? I'm white, black, Filipino. Um, I don't know what I, or Italian. I don't know what black and Filipino. Yeah, but uh, did were you ostracized from some community because you weren't enough of whatever? All of them, yeah. Because because Filipino, I mean, uh, this was sort of that time when everyone was starting to identify strongly with something, right? Right. Oh yeah, well, so basically, I was too white for the black kids, yeah. and the, the white kids just saw me as black, and yeah, and the, the Filipinos. Asian kids, there's no <laughs> way I don't, I don't look Asian. <laughs> You're okay, sure yeah, you sure. are, but yeah, you like math. We get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like math? I love math. Oh, see, yeah, I'm you could have you could have stuck your territory was, right there. That was the thing. I I, I wanted out of all the kid groups in yeah. school, I wanted to get with the Asian kids because I liked everything they liked. I liked oh. math, and I played video games, Proof and positive. anime, and. Oh. They were like, no, nah, you're black, bro. How, how yeah. did you get out of that? Out of what? Out of that dilemma. Did you find an identity somewhere? You just formed your own. That was the thing. I formed my own. I, 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 I decided See, to become a new See, a lot of the stuff you character. do, I admire. I really admire. 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Everybody here makes me feel. Well, these are assholes like, here. The only assholes work here. Come on, give me a break. Like I'm a monster. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, interview's going so well. We always applaud you, Annie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, L.A., but basically South Orange County. Yeah, mostly in South Orange County. Well, Mission Viejo. Mission Viejo. Yeah. Okay. So. So it was more white and Asian there too. All white. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a big Asian through Irvine. Er, in Irvine, yeah, in Irvine. Yeah. But but where I lived, it was all white people. Like uh, they had a. I remember they did an assembly when uh, after lunch one time they were like, we need the following names to come to the, uh, you know, big whatever where they had of all the assemblies. Yeah. And they named off all these names, and I was on the list, and so I'm like, oh god, like what did I do? Yeah. And we're going in there, and there's just me and like. 13 other black kids sitting on these bleachers in a huge assembly room and it's like they were going to do this whole performance or something but for all the black kids to talk about we should go to uh college and be a better person or whatever it was going to be like that but there were 15 of us so they're like let's just move this to the to the office <laughs> and we did they just had 15 black kids in a conference room they're talking to us about college and shit that's that was my school did you go to college uh, barely. I, yeah. I did just to do like certification and stuff, but yeah. not, not like degrees or anything. All right. You got a whole list of things there for me. I do. Let's get into this. I do. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've, I've seen a lot of these interviews. One of them was, uh, the Kelsey Cook yeah. uh, interview. You want to ask about orgasms? Yeah. Oh, shocking. Yeah. You talked to... <laughs> shocking. <laughs> so surprised. <laughs> so she we, You mentioned... know, we got to get Kelsey back just to explore. It, it, that that particular clip got so much traction. It's very so, interesting. So, uh, Nadav, I think we're going to bring Kelsey back just to discuss orgasm or maybe sure get thing? like... Or maybe a little round table of women to discuss their differences because th that would be very interesting. That sounds like a show. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Set that up, please. Okay. Look forward to that in the new year. My my question was, um, you mentioned the refractory period. Yeah. That's when you can again. Right? Correct. So males have an absolute refractory period, generally mm -hmm. speaking, where it ha stops and it's not going to happen for a little while. Mm. Women, some women, don't have any refractory period. Wow. Kel yeah, it's, it's, it's a superpower. That's got to be amazing. Yeah. You, you sure you're in the, you're sure you're in the, the uh, simulation? Maybe this is real. It's real <laughs> biology. Yeah, so they can go bing, 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 one after the other, and essentially until they're exhausted. Mm. And uh, Kelsey claimed 10. And it's funny. <laughs> and, and the women are also different from one another. The half of them go, she's lying. Right. And the other half go, how come I can only do three? Or, and then there's a tiny percentage that are just like her or even more. There's some that are even more can go repeat, more than 10. Hmm. It, and Doesn't that hurt at a point? Yeah, they just get exhausted and it does get uncomfortable. Yes, mm. good mm. thinking. So you're not in simulation. You're you're connected <laughs> to reality. <laughs> I'm not falling for this. I I know. I see all these lights. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I I get. You know. Not, you're not going to get me. I know right. I'm in this right. uh, in this. But That's okay. My question was uh, about Kelsey again. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're still with Kelsey. My my question this was: Can you alter? the refractory period by using medication any, or substance or something or anything like that. Um, mm, really interesting question. I, the, all I can think of is make the refractory worse or longer. I, I can't think of ways you can mm. make it better. So, Oh, I take it back. There are some people that respond to certain sort of stimulatory antidepressants or psycho psychotropic medication 
where they suddenly can do this. It's rare, 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 mm. but it happens. So the answer is yes, it can be altered, but not reliably. You want to have multiple orgasms? Is what you want to be like, Kelsey? Don't we all? Well, let's bring her in here and see if we can uh, <laughs> just talk you, see chat if she you has up any a little tips. bit. See if she can help you. <laughs> but but we will. Uh, but it, mostly, it's medications that make it worse. Mm. Yeah. So yes, we can make it worse. Yes, we can adjust it. Hard to make it better. And okay. it's impo- and it's really impossible. Well, not impossible. It's very difficult to go from from for women to go to one type of orgasmic function to another. I, in other words, most women don't have orgasms with intercourse. Mm-hmm. Right. right, right. They need some sort of direct something. Stimulation, yeah. Right. That's about sixty seventy percent. And that other thirty percent are women that can sometimes with with intercourse, sometimes not. And then within that, there's a group that's like always with intercourse, only with intercourse, and find direct stimulation uncomfortable, mm. undesirable, only including oral sex. And, and Kelsey kind of hinted at that that she was sort of in that category. Wow, wow. I mean, that'd be a lot easier, right? Jeez, only. So you got to go on the. You got to hunt for the the unicorn <laughs> you have <laughs> right. to stop worrying about your bowels and go on a hunt <laughs> for the unicorn so yeah so that's not an un- that, that's sort of how it's all put together and i have heard of some women after childbirth becoming mm-hmm. more sensitive m- more towards the intercourse stage occasionally that happens why do you think that would be i it, it's stretching the nerves in that area or changing the anatomy mm-hmm. somehow because no one knows on no one really knows why there's any of these categories, it's hard to then know why somebody would move from one to the other. It's just that women are wired different. We don't know, for instance, do women get set up that way because of some developmental thing or some emotional thing or something about their autonomic nervous system or is it just strictly their anatomy down there and it just that's how it works. We don't know. Hmm. We don't know. And for guys, I, I know, uh, isn't, isn't if you don't get circumcised, you're more sensitive so they say what? uh what what definitely is shown is that there's not as much squamous you know the, there's this keratinized skin like this what's on my palm mm-hmm. there's more of that if you have been circumcised but the calls we used to get on love line all the time were certainly not about it take well it was rarely about it takes me too long it was always i'm too sensitive <laughs> so being more sensitive is not something most guys were looking for mm, and that, that whole sensitivity issue is sort of a non a non thing hmm. and and males are pretty easy i mean they're not all josh right? <laughs> all right that's an outlier he is evidence of the simulation it's got to be nice okay it's got to be nice what about josh nice you want to get on the horn there it's nice i i doubt it come on man go all night no it's all right <laughs> it's not right <laughs> He said it's, it's all, all right. right. It's all right. I don't believe him. I'll it's get, all right. I will get to him eventually. Don't you worry. Okay. What else is on your list there? Uh, okay. So this one comes. Actually, all of these come. From, oh wait. Speaking of sensitivity, before we get to yours. Yeah. What is this with not wearing condoms? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like them. Who does? Nobody loves them. I just. I don't do. I don't do things I don't want to do. You know. Like shitting. Like shitting. It's exactly. I'm consistent at least. You are consistent. So. You want to get an STD? That's something you don't want to do, right? So which do you not want to do more? Get an STD or wear a condom? Hmm. That's sort of what you got to weigh out in your head. I don't like this game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, okay, which STDs are out there that can't be cured? Uh, cured, we can turn AIDS into a chronic illness. We can cure most hepatitis C. 
Uh-huh. We, which is rarely sexually transmissible. Herpes we cannot cure, but it's not hurting anybody. It's not that big a deal. Okay. Um, there are resistant gonorrheas coming up that are very difficult to treat. You can have complications. Like super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea. Got something for your ass. Fuck. Um, uh, and HPV. HPV, if you're lu- unlucky enough to get that, that's the one that causes cancer. Mm. Right? Did you get the vaccine for HPV? Did your parents vaccinate you? Yes, you find I'm pretty you, sure. You I'm should find sure. out if you got that vaccine because that's actually oh. a big deal. And you can take it now if, if you need it. Okay. Yeah. okay. So that's a big deal. That, that would I'm be sure silly to get exposed to cancer <laughs> if you don't need to. You know what I'm saying? So uh, okay. and, and that's the one thing. Uh, and other than that, it's, you know, the usual suspects. Uh, not good for you. You can have complications of any of them, right? Right, right. Um, but, you know, I, I get it. It's you're, you're not unusual in your thinking. A lot of kids have gotten kids. Young people have gotten very cavalier about this. Yeah, no, I, I think I am still kind of like just a big kid. I, I think that's how I kind of take the whole world, actually. That's the big. That's the thing about when I'm saying I'm disassociating is I feel like I'm still a kid. Like, like you're daydreaming and, and that kind of thing when you dissociate? Um, I don't, I don't know. Is it I a concentration problem? It could be that. It yeah. could be that because it's um like you know when when you're when you're staring off when you are daydreaming mm-hmm. and then you you focus mm-hmm. on what you're looking at and you realize oh I'm here in this situation. I do that like a hundred times a day. It's always like that. But it's I don't know if it's daydreaming though. I just I'm not. Has it gotten there. better since you quit weed? Uh, I don't think so. No. How long ago did you quit weed? About three months ago, because I was seeing a therapist and she mentioned I told her about my memory loss and she mentioned uh she was like do you smoke weed and I was like yeah uh she's like when'd you start I was like uh uh I think sixth grade Oof. she's like oh that may be a lot of this stuff she's like you don't think that maybe altered yeah. the memory I was like does weed alter your memory <laughs> it alters your brain I guess now so. it probably doesn't do it permanently though the younger the exposure the more questions there are about that Mm. Did you start heavily right away? No, 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 not not heavily. I just it was one of those things. Kids were doing it. I was yeah. like, why not? Did you were you ever a regular user? Like regular, as in like daily? once a week or daily? Whatever. Not daily. No, no, no. So it was maybe two, three times a week, or so. That sh- you know that shouldn't have an effect on much of anything except the fact that you started so early. Mm. Is that's the only thing I would say might might be a part of it. I'm so mad I did it too because there was really no point behind it. It was literally yeah. just because like it yeah, was there, yeah. you know. Well, I, and to be fair, I mean, people would, you know, the culture would tell you it has zero risk. Of course, it's yeah. just not zero risk. That's it's all. It's an right? herb. Yeah, it's a natural herb. It's, right. it's like things like Amanita phylloides that you can lick and then die in an hour. Um, but speaking of drugs, mm. uh, do you think there is a healthy amount of, let's say, cocaine? That you could, because okay. let's just say cocaine. Let's just say cocaine, let's like just, just drugs. So you, I know you're not supposed to do drugs, right? But is there a healthy amount of is, drugs? Is there like, could you do, let's say, just a bump, a day, a week, a day, <laughs> and then and you're just fine. Like it's it's not the couple best things. idea. Couple, okay, a couple things. Uh, has it added to your constipation? Because it can constipate. Well, maybe not for me, but my friend. Has it added to my somebody friend's else, constipation? Yeah, somebody else in the simulation. <coughs> has uh, it added to your friend's constipation? My friend's constipation has not been affected okay. by this coke um, The is there <laughs> is there any history of alcoholism or addiction in your in the the friend's biological heritage? 
Yep. Okay, so that'd be the main risk. That'd mm. be the main concern. And and do you think that your friend, mm-hmm. uh, does he or she feel that they may have uh, inherited, they have a sense that they might have inherited that potential, or they feel like, I'm not really that kind of... Uh, the addictive personality? Addictive biology, yeah, we call it. Does Does he or she feel like, eh, maybe I have a whiff of that, that grandpa had or whatever. Like I, like I worry about myself that maybe that's part of my thing. I think so, but not as much as his father. Right. So you've yeah. got, so you've got some, your friend mm-hmm. has some sort of genetic variance, some, some proclivity. So, mm-hmm. so that, that was my sense of your friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that your friend, let's call him him. Yeah. Just, just for the sake of argument. I think he identifies uh, as a male. Uh, okay. Yeah. He's not, is he not, he's binary, not binary? I, I think he's binary. Binary, he's <laughs> him. I don't, I don't have to say they or anything. No, 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 no he's, he's good. He's a cool guy. guy. I, I, he's a he cool is a cool guy. guy. I, I can yeah. tell already, but I just don't, I don't want to offend him with the improper preferred gender pronoun. Um, so, so uh, that would be a main risk, that it would somehow kick in a biology, which it can do that, though the, the powdered intranasal cocaine is not as likely to do that. Crack would definitely do that. Or or any, any oh, smoke crack. any smack form any smoke form of cocaine it would be on okay mm. so that that is the one of the more powerful inducer with people who even have mild genetic burdens you don't want to do the smoke cocaine the once a day would worry me but it also worry me not just from the standpoint of of addiction is that it really puts a risk of heart disease and stroke on the table mm. even for people without heart without the the ongoing it can cause what it see it can cause clots in clean arteries right so you may not have ongoing narrowing of the arteries from cholesterol deposition it can cause a spasm in the artery and it can it also affects the stickiness of the platelets so it can reduce flow and cause a clot so i would worry about your friend having a heart attack or a stroke doing this on a regular regular basis Hmm. now on a very occasional basis it still would worry me, but it's hard to make that case so much. By so very, you would take an aspirin a day when you're doing that. But he's doing that, whoever it is. By very occasional, do you mean like once a week? That kind of thing, or once less, preferably, okay. yes. Less, yeah. preferably. Yeah, because once a week can can quickly start to escalate. It, mm. It's like tobacco. It has a similar kind of like, you start thinking about it, you start going out more. And it, just, it just has a way of creeping up on you. Hmm. And and it's not healthy. So for me as a doctor, I can't recommend to your friend any of it. <laughs> so <laughs> so there you go. And and so we have to. Did you do hallucinogens? Let's sort of talk about brain damage for a second here. My friend, your friend, did he do hallucinogens? He did. He has the memory problem, right? He does. Yeah. And and he he did do hallucinogens, and uh, he said it was a trip. He liked it. Uh, no, no, as in like it. He, he it, liked hallucinogens. Uh, the experience a little bit but it it was more of a of a scary thing because Ah. it it brought out that again not just the the um oh god the i can't think of it simulation oh yeah yeah (laughs) not just because the simulation more like a simulation it made it seem more like a simulation and um the disassociativeness is is just got worse how many times was he exposed to hallucinogens not many just a couple how about uh, ecstasy uh no were those hallucinogen exposures large amounts, like a large dose? I don't know what what would be considered a large uh, dose. I, it's hard to tell. How long did the trip right. last? About sixteen hours. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a big one. Did you? Did he have any panic after that or anxiety? 
in the days following? No, not not afterwards. Just um, just at the end, because at the end it was like. You know when you're coming off of something and you're like you talk about oh my god I was so crazy here's what I thought here's what I experienced he was in that state and realized that oh my god it's not done like tried to talk about oh this was so nuts did, I was did thinking it, this. did it feel locked into it yes. like I'm never coming like out. I'm never coming okay. back so so that is called post hallucinogenic perceptual disorder and that is a, it's just a thing that happens from large doses or repeated doses and it can it's associated with depression down the road do you have depression ah, he, does he have depression tons yeah. i have tons yeah. oh so we can get to me on that that's legal so <laughs> depression's legal. depression's legal so oh, we can, i have that got it so 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 i would really talk to your therapist about the connection between hallucinogen exposure and depression mm. because that really needs medication oftentimes to cool out and it might also help with the daydreaming and all that stuff or the, hmm. the dissociations that you're calling it, that, that all could get better. The, the kinds of injury that I see from hallucinogens, usually mood and memory are very common pieces of it. So the memory again is also maybe part of that and also gets better with medication. So the whole thing can get wow. better. Yeah. And you just got to think of it like I had too many concussions or something. Just think about it that way. Like, what did you play football? No. no. I mean, if you played sports, you got a bunch of concussions and then you're 30 and you start having, you'd want to treat that. Right. Just mm. think about it kind of the same way. That's true. Um, That's funny, actually. I, I, I only didn't do football because you worried kid. about the concussion. No, I, I, I only didn't do football as a kid because they mentioned that you had to get a physical before going into football. And they'd find out how often you took a shit. And that would be the end of that. I just knew they were going to find something <laughs> or they were going to say, hey, you need to take this shot before because you're due for this. And I'm like, no, I don't want. Why not? That you got, I just you, I you just know. said yes to the HPV vaccine. You just went, All right. Oh, yeah. That's a shot. Yeah. Oh. You don't like shots? I forgot about that. You don't I, like shots? No. I, the, last time I, shots. the last time I got a shot, remember, I don't know if you remember, I had the uh, the elbow, the motorcycle accident. Oh, yeah. Remember? That was me. Um, and yeah, he had to drain the blood out with an even bigger shot. Yeah, it was yeah. like a shot that had a shot in it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember I asked him if I could cuss while he did it because I, I yeah. can't. That's way it. worse than the little tiny needle for the vaccines. Okay. Way, way, way worse. All right way like you probably won't even feel the vaccine you, you'd feel the stuff going in because it kind of it's kind of a vaccine that stings a little bit mm. but you won't feel the shot shot part my mom used to call it the pinch and a punch it yeah was, like, was a she pinch a nurse and then it punch. was she a nurse no that's sort of a typical thing oh. and now let's get back to the show uh, so I, I'm having good fire. I've got to get some voicemails and stuff, but you have more questions for me. I have a whole page oh, there. I have a lot. Yeah, so let's I get mean, to it, this. It really depends on how much time. You so let's go. Um, I, I want to get some voicemails and, and stuff, but go ahead. Mm, let's. Mm, mm, mm. let's see. Okay, here we go. Here's a good one. Uh, so I saw this procedure. Actually, I've been looking into it for a while that you can get the color of your iris. Yeah. Don't permanently, do permanently. Oh, don't like, <laughs> Okay, how risky are we? Like, I could go permanently blind or, like, just it, a little blind? It, I've decided that screwing with the eyes cosmetically is really a bad idea. You only have two eyes. They're good. And screwing with it can only ask for trouble. Why don't you just wear colored contacts if that's important to you? It's, just, it's an inconvenience. I just don't want to do it. It's like taking a shit, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like Really a, bad. All right, all right. Really all right. rough. It's like taking a shit. <laughs> Although right. the way you do it, it is truly an inconvenience when you finally get to it. <laughs> I, I'm not sure the contacts are that much of an inconvenience, but okay. Hmm. I, I worry about that procedure. I, I know it's supposed to be kind of safe. I would just worry about it. I, I don't know enough about it to really give you a, f a firm 
uh, not or, or, or not for that. I mean, I knew it was risky enough because you can't do it in the U.S. Like I heard some, oh, they some model they, didn't know. They were doing it, I thought. Oh. Yeah, okay. I heard good. some model okay. had to go to Bolivia or something don't to do it. Don't, yeah. don't do it. Or Colombia or something. Don't do it. All right, I won't do it. Uh, what color are you trying to dye your eyes? I don't, don't know. I don't know. I feel like I would do good with a hazel, you know? Like a green. Nice. Yeah. 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 Light-skinned black dude with hazel eyes. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Come on. Contacts. Anyway. Contacts. Keep going. Uh, what about other cool procedures like that that are, like, also maybe come cool, with... Cool guy procedures? Yeah, like like procedures that make you maybe look cooler or different. Cool guy procedures? But could you could be... pull your own tooth out. We saw that. Oh, God. Uh, I can't do that video, no, dude. No. Oh my god! Cool guy procedures. Yeah, like like just get, stuff that's neat. You get pec implants or something, or ass implants, implants, or anything. Uh oh, body oh, modification. Oh, yeah, no, maybe split your know. tongue. Look at these guys. Uh, oh my no, god! What is the cool. matter? What is the matter with people? Oh my god! Look at the tats and the black. Oh my god! Wow. Are we show? Are we going to show these pictures on the on the? Show? Oh yeah, people are seeing it right now. Okay, good. That's nightmarish. Yeah, no. I guess that's what he's going after, right? I think you're good. All Keep right. going. What's on your list? Uh, uh, okay, let's see. Uh, I was talking about what are actual risks to not shitting for a month, but you told me we're good pretty much. Well, yeah, I'd like to see some improvement, but you're not way off com- as, as compared to how you're treated around here. You're you're good. I can't okay. believe it. I was losing sleep because everyone was was laughing at me. And well, laughing, telling me that I was will crazy. Continue. Not crazy. No, no. That's so cool. Uh, I'm I'm worried more about your memory and your mood than anything else. Mm. Wait, so sorry, just trying to get clarification on this. So he didn't shit all of November, and you're saying that's okay. I'm saying I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm saying, uh, yeah, compared to what Bert Kreischer does to himself, <laughs> probably it's, it's okay, okay. You're doing better than Bert? Yeah, you do a little better than right. Bert. And and I would like to see some improvement uh, there because there, there's actually something called toxic megacolon you can get where your colon can swell up because of the contents are too great and it loses its ability to contract. Do you get pain, hmm. abdominal pain when you when you went for that month? No. Yeah. No. Right, you're probably okay. No. Man, uh, how long was the session at the end of that month? Oh man, yeah. that was a good one. That was a yeah. Again. I feel like I applauded for myself on yeah, that. Yeah. That was one where you have to close the bathroom for the whole day. Uh, Can't go in for the wow. night. Yeah, it's one of those. Do you ever it clog the good. toilets? Every, all the time. Like where you have to like plunge it? All the time. That's a common thing. Like every before I go to the bathroom anywhere except my house, I make sure there's a plunger there, and it's a good one. It's not one of those. You have to like break it up the, with, with the stick. Cup. You have to break it up. No, but but I always have to. You always have to plunge because I, I, you know, I know that I got like a pinching meta. You know, I know when to a pinching meta. Yeah, like I, I know when to when to pinch and the right size for the right toilets and. You're you're a ninja. Yeah, it's it's a science. You're you're a feci ninja. I've been doing this for twenty eight years, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, send your list. Uh, okay. Um, oh, speaking of cool uh, procedures. Yeah. So you can make your dick size bigger. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't recommend. I, sc- I scrubbed. I scrubbed in on one of those surgeries once. Not not so great. I don't necessarily want that because when you do that, it makes the hard size bigger, right? Or does it not? Yeah. Or does it make both? Well, it kind of does both. At least the proce- There's different ways of doing it. What I scrubbed in on, they there's a suspensory ligament uh, that that sort of holds the penis against the pelvis, mm-hmm. the pubic ramus, and they break that, and then they have it have you wear weights, so it pulls it out a little bit. Oh. Yeah, you actually wear weights, 
Wait, then they also pull down the skin of the penis and sew in cadaver tissue. It looks like a like a giant pop tart that they sew because it makes the girth <laughs> a pop tart. More, yeah, it looks like crazy pop tart. <laughs> uh, and so it's so the girth is all the time, right? And more when you have an erection, oh. but it's kind of always more girthy. So hmm. you, you're looking to be a shower, not a grower. Is that that exactly? You get it. Yeah, you yeah. get it. I, I I told people here, and they were like, "Why would you ever want to make your flaccid dick bigger? That makes no sense." Because because show off. It, it's showing. It it means he's got plenty on the other side you know what i'm saying i'm like, good to go on the yeah other the side. growing side is good okay and so no complaint <laughs> no. just walking around the gym he's a little embarrassed that's all. something like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a girl in high school that like brushed up against it and she was just like i hope that's not what i thought it was and i was just like you get affected you're sensitive you get affected by stuff i'm very sensitive see gentlemen be careful with this guy when you give him shit back there he takes it to heart and doesn't sleep i do and done shit. There's just general <laughs> concern whenever we talk to him about this stuff. Just I, general concern. I, I, you know, I get sometimes it. we laugh. I get it. Those conversations. Okay, let's talk about this angry dad road rage. Can we see this? Yeah, so we covered this on I feel YMH. Like, okay, I've not seen this yet, right? No, you haven't seen this yet. Okay. Although I, I, I am starting to think that road rage is definitely a lane that we show you pretty frequently. Yeah, I'm feeling that way too because I feel it already sounds familiar to me. Yeah, so this guy uh, is an old white angry dad that is uh, I think got cut off in traffic by a <laughs> Hindu lady, and I think that's oh all god. the context you need. Oh my god! <laughs> Whatever's coming, I'm not gonna like it. Here we go. Everybody else, uh, what did you say? Take a better picture. Oh. Take a better picture. Close your fucking door. That's assault. That's assault. That's assault? No, it's yeah. not. No, it's not. Touching my door is assault. Hey, Touching cut me my off door. again like that, you ignorant little cow. I'm gonna take a fucking picture of Touching your Touching my door is assault. Touching you know my door is assault. You, you fucking entitled little cow. Touching my door is assault. Touching my door is assault. Okay. Touching my door is assault. You really think you're fucking important, don't you? Yeah. 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 Why is that? Because you're brown ass. Ooh. Brown, brown ass. Well, he showed her. <laughs> brown ass. What does it go on? This it is, sure does. Yeah, uh, this gets a little bit better before. Uh, before it's it so ends. uncomfortable. Who says brown ass? I, who talks? Touching like my this? door is assault. Touching my door is assault. Okay. Are you She's a fucking a... retard or what? Oh my god. Hey. Go. Are you a fucking retard? Okay. Why would you do that? Touching my Not door is girl. assault. Hey, you already said that you fucking retard. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, keep going. I want to see this you guy get You never fucking cut me off again okay. like that because you think you're more Call me a Hindu else. one more time. Call me a Hindu one more time. Who called you a Hindu? I got it recorded on oh, my phone. Oh, I did, eh? Yeah, I you called did. you a Hindu. I don't think so, hon. Did he call her Hindu? He called he her brown, brown. Yeah. I, th I think what happened is maybe he said it before she started filming and she's trying to get nah. it again, but he's definitely not behaving for most of this clip. Um, but my favorite interaction happens in this uh, in this last clip. Over Can I just say I hate him so much? Oh, he's a piece of garbage. Okay. Very obvious. Okay. I, mean, I don't know if he's garbage and I just hate him. Look at his sunglasses. Who's this guy or gal? What's going on there? He's coming to save the day. Give some space. Girl. You know what? Tell this little bitch. No. Don't go driving. Ooh. What? I said no. I'm not going to call someone. You ever cut me off again and I'll just put you right in the middle of the road. Okay. Got that? That's a deal. So he tries to involve a stranger. It's like, hey, yeah, tell this dumb, yeah, you know, yeah. and he's, she's just like, no, and he's so surprised by, yeah, by yeah, the that, reaction. That everyone's so not funny. on his team. He is, yeah. I mean, because she's white, right? And he was like, you're not on my team? What I, you, I don't think he's a white supremacist. What? Well, he is, yeah, by nature, I guess. He called but, her a brown ass. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a white supremacist, doesn't know it kind of guy. But but that's not the problem with this guy. <laughs> he's just a horrible person. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, that, that's, the, that's the least bad thing you can say about him. <laughs> 
uh, and that's it. On people. Yep, that's it. That's uh, that's how this road I, rage ended. I don't know. I, I'm not sure I'm signing off of these you, road ragers. You I, deal with uh, road rage a lot? Do I have it myself? Not you, but uh, other people. Like, have you ran into situations? Where yeah, yeah. And, and to me, you? yeah, yeah, sure. And I just immediately think math. <laughs> I just think, oh, <laughs> gone math. Watch out. <laughs> I, I, life's too short. I, I couldn't care less. And and what I what I you know what I hate about road rage is if I do something accidentally. If mm. I do something where I'm like, okay, that was he's right. I was an asshole. I, I'll accept that. Uh, but if I like didn't see somebody and accidentally cut them off and they make it this willful thing. Right. Like you ruined my life. Right. It's like, uh... but anyway, I assume if somebody, you, usually that's not a very aggressive move on my part. It's just an accidental move. I mean, it could be kind of quick and inappropriate, but not aggressive. So I'm assuming if somebody's reacting to that meth or something, something <laughs> wrong, something wrong. So yeah. let's get some voice messages here. What do you got for me? Hi, Dr. Drew. My name is Alex. So I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder uh-huh. at about um, 13 years old, 14 mm-hmm. years old. I was hospitalized at about 15 and 17, you know, obviously complications to that. I'm a little over 21 years old now. I received TMS when I was 18. Ooh. Since then, I've felt more stable and yeah. more connected to my emotions and stuff. I really feel like that helped with my bipolar disorder. But my problem is, since then, I've had at least two psychotic episodes. Just at least two psychotic episodes. I haven't talked to my therapist and also my psychiatrist at the time. But I now live with my grandmother and her adopted son, who is a paranoid schizophrenic. Oh my God. And I was just wondering Jeez. if there was any risk associated with living with somebody who is a paranoid schizophrenic when you also have mental health issues. We're not related genetically, but we still um, interact on a daily basis and converse with thoughts or whatever. Okay. So Um, I just wanted to know if there's any risk factor. So so the risk is not that you're going to somehow infect each other with your illnesses, like your thinking is going to screw each other's thinking up. The risk is you're not properly treated. You just said you had two psychotic episodes. If he's not properly treated and you are psychotic together, you could hurt each other. You could become aggressive. You could become irritated. You could start thinking crazy thoughts about each other and and hurt each other or your grandmother. So the issue is not you two living together. No problem. Properly treated. You said you didn't tell your therapist. You didn't tell your psychiatrist. You've got to tell them that you've been unstable. That's the big risk. And then make sure you're, the other guy lives in the house. Make sure that he also is properly treated. That's all. What, what did he say that he he was? He uh, has medicated? bipolar disorder. No, but he said he was. Uh, he got T. Oh, TMS, TMS which is transcranial is magnetic stimulation. Magnets, Whoa. magnets. Oh. And it magnets can change the way electricity is conducted through the brain because it, it causes magnets cause an electrical current, just the way giving electrical current to the brain with electric shock therapy causes a current. And so it's the same philosophy of treatment just using magnets as opposed to a direct electrical discharge. And it doesn't wow. cause seizure and that kind of thing. It just And it can be focused in very specific areas of the brain and stuff. It works really well. Hmm. And he's, he's living proof of that. Okay, story time. I have a question for you. I hope you can weigh in on it. I'm 34. Two years ago, I was diagnosed with Wegener's granulomatosis, which is a disease that eats your nose, essentially. So it's a, it's a yeah, there's all kinds of this. Eats way, your nose. That's if it goes untreated. It's it's an autoimmune disease. It attacks the joints, the lungs, the, the upper respiratory tract. stuff. Uh, I was in oof, I was in coma for a month. Uh, oh my God! He had ARDS, which is a bad lung infection, with his lung stock filled with fluid. Anyway, my rheumatologist and I have tried different meds to manage the chronic joint pain, which is part of Wegener's. So far, little has worked. I have a hot tub and it's temporary relief. Otherwise, my options are Vicodin, which I don't, which I have, but don't want to end up 
with an issue, given I'm so young, taking these for the foreseeable future, right? Try the devil's lettuce, oh, weed, or edibles. Devil's lettuce? I've never heard weed called that. you never that. heard it called devil's never. lettuce? Never. Huh. I'm uncool. Uh, and it helps. <laughs> no one calls it that anymore. To be I fair. live in Atlanta, so of course it isn't the most weed-friendly place. Any new meds I might try advice? What about... Uh, what about um, Oh, see, this is an aging brain. You don't want to have this on top of a memory problem. Uh, or you can't think of the word. That's yes, all the time. Yes. All the time. I literally couldn't think of simulation, and we said it like 27 I, times. I know how that works. I get that, too. The 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 weed, come on, Nadav, the weed medication that's commonly prescribed. Oh, CBD. Thing. CBD oil, ah. or CBD, one of these things. Try CBD for sure. I, Me? I would, no, well, you can if you want. No, you, it won't do much for you, I don't oh. think. But for this guy, uh, you can try it topically. Damn. You can try it sublingually. There's a lot of different ways you could try CBD for sure that could mm. be really useful. The Vicodin should be just for when you have breakthroughs. I'm a little um, wondering why you, don't, you didn't say how you were treated. And I'm guessing you had cytotoxic agents because that's how you treat a severe Wegener's, at least back in the day. Uh, so I'm wondering what else could be done to reduce, you know, take anti-inflammatories, that kind of thing, to reduce the activity in the joints. Seems to me that there should be some more remittive, what we call agents. Talk to your rheumatologist about remittive agents. There you go. Oh, look at this. Somebody from India. Want to, want to get into that? 20 years of age, big India, fan of YMH. Uh, especially episodes that give me quite an insight, helps me move further in my life. I love the way you explain things to everyone, Dr. Drew, lightly. I'm having troubles in my life. I'm single. I've never been in a relationship, 28 years old. Finally got my first job in a logistics company in New Delhi. I thought my time has come. Now life will start changing. I was earning $3 an hour. That's like $30,000 in India. $3 an hour. Think about that in the simulation. <laughs> uh, and I was fired because of my slow learning curve. Ugh. Really want to get my shit together. I really want to change my life. I feel pain. I cannot take it anymore. I do not drink. Do not smoke. Maybe sh maybe you should. Can I talk to my parents about it? They just don't get it. They're too old school. Oh boy. So in this country, he doesn't say his name. Need help in India? Uh, we would do therapy in this kind of situation, and we would help you develop relationships. We'd help you sort of regulate your emotions in the setting with a therapist and develop that connection with the therapist and then take that relationship out into the world. It, it sounds like you're very alone and you have difficulty sort of navigating relationships. So therapy would be the way to do that. If you can't do that or don't have access to that, the next best thing is to really make very concerted effort to cultivate relationships. Lots of, of support from people in your world around you. Don't isolate. You're 28 years old. Move away from the parents. Get out into the world. Do you have lots of friends? I love friends. Friends yeah. have saved me so many times right. in so many places. That's right. Friends are everything. That's right. Next voice message. Hey, Dr. Drew. Long-time listener, big-time fan. Yeah. Sometimes, as for sex, my boyfriend giggles. Is that normal? Also, sometimes, yeah. after sex, I bleed. I don't think it's normal, but I went to a gynecologist, and they said everything was okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Love you. Thank you. So let's get with the bleeding. Uh, the fact you saw the gynecologist, right thing to do. The bleeding can be indicative of lots of things, thickening the uterine lining, cervical and endocervical polyps, uh, other kinds of, even things like uh, ovarian cysts and stuff can cause, cause some instability of the lining of the uterus. I am betting that you're on some sort of hormonal contraceptive like the pill, and that is associated with a little bit of bleeding once in a while. So you did the right thing. You saw the gynecologist. Now when she said, he or she says, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Or is the giggling your boyfriend? You ever giggle after sex? 
after sex? That's what she said. I thought she said during. During? Did, did she, she say, say after? Did you, what did you guys hear? Uh, after. 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 You were no. out, you were dissociating during. <laughs> <that call. laughs> so it must have been. Uh, women giggle after sex commonly. Men not common. Though I will have occasionally heard about guys that laugh uncontrollably. Occasionally. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> not a, not the coolest thing. After. After. Yeah, wow. No, not your thing. Next no, voice message. No. <laughs> See, you learn more about people from answering questions. Maybe, That's how maybe. we found out about uh, what's her name and her uh, 50 orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is her name? See, I can't think of Kelly. Kelly, 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 Kelsey, Kelsey yeah. Cook. Kelsey, Kelsey there you Cook. Go, Kelsey. Next message. Hey, Dr. Drew. This is Anthony from Youngstown, Ohio. I've had lifelong anxiety issues with associated uh, gastrointestinal side effects that's pretty well managed currently with medication and therapy. But I recently went through a rough stretch that caused me to make brown more frequently than I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I now have a fissure or rectal tear or whatever in my ass. And I was wondering if you had any tips as to how to uh, get that to go away. Because it's been a few weeks now, and it really hurts when I make brown. Yeah, I bet. Uh, thanks in advance for the advice. Piss on me, beat me. Bye. Oh uh, well, we don't know it, unless a doctor told you it's a fissure. You don't know it's a fissure until you get that. You know, you can get cracks inside of your mouth. You know that what that's mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Your anus can do something similar. I've had that. And it's in your anus. Oh yeah, for sure. Tell me more. I mean, when I was a kid. Oh, well, again, because it used to, like I said, it did used to hurt. It was a struggle when I was a kid, and I did used to hold it in. Yeah. Uh, but as I grow older your body accommodated yeah well and in his case he has what's called functional bowel disease where he gets irritable bowel associated with anxiety and he Mm -hmm. had some frequent stools and it caused a fissure may you know maybe a hemorrhoid it may not be a fissure Uh, you can try some and you saw you've had that too you've had hemorrhoids no uh i was gonna for my friend actually not a real friend uh he he was gonna ask if it was bad that a hemorrhoid uh pops yeah those those are because they can bleed uncontrollably sometimes when they pop Mm. Uh, it's, 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 they, they hemorrhage. And so he might want to get those controlled as you get older. Those can be really problematic. Damn. Definitely. He doesn't want to be like you. If you had hemorrhoids and your habit pattern, mm-hmm. that would not be good. That would not be good. <laughs> He's not me. Uh, luckily, yeah. This time. Uh, so, uh, again, the anusol, cortisone, that's all very helpful, but a doctor needs to manage a fissure and first and you need to make sure it's properly diagnosed. Next message. Hey, Dr. Drew. It's Jeff. I uh, grew up in a religious house and never really learned about sex, and so always thought that anal was the only type of sex. And so now when my wife and I have anal sex, I pretty much last like 10 seconds, and other times I can perform just fine. Is there something psychologically wrong with me or something messed up because I never figured it out from the beginning of what it's supposed to be or is there a way that I can fix this or I'm just not sure what's going on. Appreciate your help okay. and would love to know if there's something messed up in my head and if there's a way to all right, all right, fix- all right. Your head's fine. What do you say to him? Don't do anal then. Or, I mean, or, what's the- or do it the way you've been doing it. I'm sure your wife is fine. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? She, she doesn't need anal to go for 30 minutes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not... It's not, not <laughs> no everybody is any, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not everybody can control that part of their body like a ninja. <laughs> and the fact that he, he's, he's into it, ejaculates quickly, great. Save it for special occasions. Right. D- don't change anything. You're fine. Right. One more. One more. Good morning, Julia. Uh, my name's Austin. I'm from Indiana. And uh, growing up, I, I was a very antisocial kid and kind of developed 
this weird two sides of my mind kind of thing. Hmm. I, I, I don't think I'm crazy at all, but uh, a lot of my decision-making goes through, uh, like, my physical self and, and not a voice in my head, but, like, I guess my consciousness. But uh, a lot of the time they disagree with each other and stuff like that. And I really just want to know if that is something that is normal. Uh, basically, all of my decision-making in general runs through this weird console in my brain. So just let me know if I need to sedate myself or something. All right, Thanks. All right. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's that's funny. I, I do the same thing. It, but but if it, it sounds, makes you feel any better. But you have, tell, describe it then. What, what like it it feels like my brain has like a conference for yeah. every time that I need to do something, and a lot of times I use the pronoun we mm-hmm. when I when I say like, I don't know, we should get our car washed or whatever. But it, it'll it'll be a, like a we because I do I have like different me's so, so you're not you don't feel like you're fully integrated as one one person There's yeah parts of you yeah well yeah. generally you want to go for integration that that's sort of what health mm. is about so uh but a lot of people aren't uh but what worry about him is he opened by talking about being antisocial, and so i'm guessing that part of him that talks to him is n- not saying good things right do you have th- that part where it's sort of a part of you like trying to get you to do stuff that Mm, no, I don't think so. All, I, the, I gen- all the voices in my head are nice. Yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> G- generally, here's for this guy. My note is live a certain kind of life, right? It's all we, we all want to do. If you had an antisocial component or oppositional defiance, you don't want to cave into that and be an adult that's involved in oppositional defiance. That is not going to be a great life. It's not going to be what who you want to be. And and you can you know habits takes about a year to develop a habit. And as we say, you know, a wiring that fires together, cells that fire together, wire together. So if you do things repeatedly, even though it may not be inherent in your personality, it becomes who you are. It becomes a habit. And try to think in terms of how, I don't, I'm not saying something as simple as be a good person. I, I would say something broader, like live a certain kind of life that when you, you know, how, who do you want to be in the world? Absolutely. And just keep doing that, and eventually these other voices will sort of calm, calm down. And if not, maybe then he does need to be sedated. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm kidding, but I, you, you may want to talk to somebody in that case. And it has been a privilege. This is really fun. This was it's awesome. really good. I'm Thank glad so I helped you me. with your uh, sleeplessness. You did. Again, room for improvement, right? Right. I'm not worried about you. Right. Room for improvement. We're talking about optimum health and optimum well-being, that kind right. of stuff. But no one's optimal. Uh, you you can always well that's not true people are optimal and, and you can be better and mm. and i'm not worried about you though so i just think like eh. so i'll probably be bugging you about stuff you know as we go forward i'm saying do you take care of this you take care of that how's it going that kind of thing well good just because the you, only doctor i've talked to yeah, in like yeah. 15 years so. yeah so did you get that hpv vaccine i'm, I'm gonna be thinking about stuff like all that, right so. i gotta remember that i'll write it down actually yeah good times uh good messages good good uh, voice messages appreciate you guys appreciate you all supporting the show uh, don't forget to go to drdrew.com. Check out our family of pods there. We have a new thing we're doing, uh, trying to do like every week, where I do sort of a multicast on many platforms, and I just do Q&A just like this for an hour or two. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Uh, but it just it goes out on Facebook and Twitch and all the various platforms. and uh, So you can find us there. It's usually on a Saturday or a Sunday, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, again, we appreciate you being here. Uh, and we got some very exciting stuff coming up about Robert Paul Champagne. Very exciting. Ooh. This you do not want to miss. This is oh boy. I feel triumphant. I don't I'm, even know. I have contributed to the your mom's house culture, history, 
Stay tuned for that. I'm excited. We'll see you all next time. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast or interaction on the drdrew.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine.